Thank you for listening to the Faith Free Lutheran Church Sermon Archive. Today's sermon for the fifth Wednesday in Lent, March 30th, 2022, is preached by Jeremy Nelson. If you have questions or comments regarding today's message, please call the church office at 612-824-5527 or visit our website at faithlutheran-aflc.org. Good evening. Uh, I think everyone knows me, Jeremy Nelson. Glad to be here and part of this uh, uh, series for Lent of the lay uh, preachers and uh, have appreciated watching from home for me uh, all of the services that have been ongoing and all the messages. So uh, glad to be here and to talk today about the outcome uh, being righteousness, which we'll read here in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21 in just a minute. But I'm wondering if you're like me. I like to think that I'm sort of a fairly smart person, uh, that I know a reasonable amount of things about a reasonable amount of subjects. But do you ever get into a conversation with someone where it is clear that you are at a disadvantage, where they know so much about a topic that you're just trying to kind of catch up? This happens to me when I'm talking to my Thrivent guy and he's trying to talk to me about maximizing my tax savings. Well, if we move some this here and do this and do that, and then he draws graphs. And before, I need him to finish and then say, okay, now let's go back. And can you explain again the stuff about the things to me again? Do you have people like that in your life? You know, when I read this section in Romans, and when I, frankly, when I read a lot of Romans, um, I run into that, where I need to read through the passage, and then I need to go backwards and reread it again. And I found myself doing that, of course, many times here in this scripture. I needed to make it simple. And I think that in rereading it and reading it, I think this passage is really perfect for Lent. It talks about a problem, it talks about a solution, and then it talks about the perfect outcome. I heard someone say, and it's true, problems that have solutions are the best kind of problems. And uh, Jesus and God have a solution for us to this problem. Let's stand and we'll read uh, the scripture here. Romans chapter 5, verse 12 through 21. And that can be found on page 1753 of your pew Bible. Romans chapter 5, starting with verse 12 through the rest of the chapter. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, uh, and death through sin, in this way death came to all men because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin is not taken into account where there is no law. Nevertheless, sin reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was the pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if, if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Again, the gift of God is not like the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification." For if by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man, how much more 
how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as, so just as through the disobedience of one man the many were made sinners, so through the obedience of one man many will be made righteous. The law was added so that the trespass might increase. But where the sin increased, grace increased all the more. So that just as grace reigned in death, so grace might also reign through the righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Dear Jesus, thank you for these verses and these words. Just be with us now for these few moments as we consider these, consider your words. Uh, help us to hear them, uh, realize them, and then to apply them uh, where needed. In your holy name, amen. This section really talks about the fact that we have a problem. We've been born with a problem. We, we have a birth defect. We see immediately here in these first few verses, 12 through 14, how sin and death came into the world. And we didn't really have much of a chance. It was there when we showed up. It was a defect that ultimately wasn't caused by us. It was caused by one man. One man in one moment sinned and sentenced us to death. And it was spread to all people. Of course, we're talking about Adam and in the Garden of Eden. But truly, we know for us that that's not the whole story. We know in our heart of hearts that Adam isn't the only sinner in this equation and that we've all sinned, that I've sinned, and that you have sinned. It wasn't just Adam. We can't just blame Adam for this, that we have done this ourselves. We were born into it, and we continue in it. So death spreads to us. We only have to go back a few chapters here in Romans to Romans 3.23 to know that we're all sinners. Adam sinned in this section, and he brought sin into the world, but really it's the rest of us that have kept it here. You know, these verses contain the idea, these first few verses contain the idea about sin being present before the law was given. I started thinking about that and like, well, how can you hold someone accountable if there is no official law? Well, then I started thinking about when I was a kid. And you might be surprised to know that my parents did not create an entire rule book or law book for everything that guided us as kids. Uh, we would often ask and say, new rule, we need a new rule. Well, mom never made a rule that we couldn't jump off of a bike ramp and run over our brother, but yet I think we kind of knew that we probably shouldn't do that. But we need a new rule. Let's make a rule that we're no longer allowed, because we were, we were very uh, uh, legalistic kids, I suppose. We need a rule that says that we can't jump off. And hopefully what we were trying to say is, is that if you never had this rule, I can't be in trouble for running over my brother. Well, the fact is, I still got in trouble. I don't know, if it was a, I don't know what the punishment was, sitting on my bed or something like that, I suppose. That doesn't work like that, right? We know 
It's written on our hearts. There's lots of scriptures that talk about that. We don't need a rule to know that we're sinners. We just know. The people before Moses knew the law because it was written on their hearts. They knew sin, and they knew they had broken it. The death that's talked about here, in the very, especially the very first verse, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, death entered through sin, and this way death came to all men because all sinned. The death here, in reading uh, kind of to prepare, talks about this is the death. There isn't any more death than this death. This is the death that condemns us. This isn't, there's no escape from this death. We know that none of us are going to escape. I'm sorry to say, I'm breaking news to you today, I know. None of us are going to escape physical death. But without Jesus, none of us are going to escape an eternal one either. And that's the sin that we have. And that's the problem that we have. We have a sin problem when we have a death problem. And we need a solution. The solution to this problem is the gift. And we see this in verses 15 through 17, where God has a solution to our problem. This isn't necessarily, you know, when we think of solutions, like at work, we have to develop an action plan. We have to develop a to-do list. We have to get things done. We have to accomplish things. And then, once you've accomplished those things, then you've created your solution. That's not what God has for us. This isn't an elaborate to-do list. We don't have to fill out an application. This isn't a huge debt that we have to pay off. This is a free gift that is given to us. Verse 15, the gift is not like the trespass. For if many died by the trespass of one man, how much more to God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many. Today, giving gifts has never been easier. Amazon's right there. You can just click a button, and if you know their address, you don't even have to talk to them. You can just ship a gift off to somebody, and if you're smart, if you're, if you're being nice, you can put a little message and say, hey, it was, you know, Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, or, you know, you can order it, and you can, uh, you, know, you can order the thing while you're sitting in your kitchen, send it to Target and get in your car, and you can go sit in the parking lot, and they'll drop it off in your car. It's never been easier to give gifts. But this gift that Jesus gave us is really the most incredible gift that's ever been given. This is another place where the idea here is not just we had the death. This is a place where we have the gift. This is the gift that was given to us. That gift, you know, verse 15 jumps right into it. We talk about the gift. And then verse 17, Jesus' actions bring, uh, bring about life as we see. For if by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace in the gift of righteousness through the one man, Jesus Christ? This gift is coming to us from Jesus. This gift of grace abounded for the many. Think about abounding. This is not just a small thing. This is a lot of it. The gift of grace abounded for many. This not, and also, it's not like the trespass. This is a different thing. You see in this, this scripture a lot of comparisons. It's like, if it's this, and then they're comparing to that. 
This isn't necessarily a comparison. It's a whole new thing. We need this grace as there isn't just one trespasses. There's many trespasses. It's not just what Adam did, but it's what we continue to do. We need this grace to be abounding. We can't just lay it at the feet of Adam. It's us and it's me. This gift gives us much more. The abundance of grace, there's lots of it, and it's free. Just earlier in this passage, in Romans 5, if you have your Bibles open, 5, 10, and 11, we see that God, not only did he give us this gift to people who we think deserve it, you know, I was talking about Christmas and, and uh, uh, sending stuff for Amazon or whatever, generally it's to somebody who we kind of like, you know, we want to, you know, got we weren't doing anything to deserve this. Starting with verse 10, For if, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, we also rejoice that God, through our Jesus Christ, for whom we have now seemed reconciliation. We were his enemy. We were opposed to him. Yet he saves us with his life, his death, and his life. Verse 18 shows us this free gift of grace and this free gift of righteousness, which is what the outcome is. You might say the outcome in verses 18 through 21. I'll read that here. Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was the the, uh, condemnation of all men, So the result of one act of righteousness was the justification that brings life for all men. Just as through the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man, many were made righteous. The law was added so that the trespass might might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. As I said, this entire Romans passage has a lot of comparing and contrasting. This thing is like the other thing, or this thing isn't like that other thing. But we see here that what Adam did and what Jesus did truly are not opposites. It's not uh, Adam brought death and Jesus brought life, and those are the same sides of a different coin, or excuse me, the different sides of the same coin, or six of one, half a dozen of another, the fall is not equivalent to the restoration. Adam failed. Adam destroyed himself and us in a moment. It was pretty easy, frankly, for him to sin, it seems like. It's easy for us to sin. But you compare that to what Jesus did through his perfect life and death, which restored us. You know, Adam, when he sinned, he, you know, destroyed himself, brought sin to himself. But what Jesus did, he didn't even, you know, he brought life. He did it through his whole life, and he did it on his own. Jesus' obedience here is really really astounding when you think about this gift. Leaving heaven, coming and pursuing us, while we still hated him, to create this way to bring this to us. This outcome leads to our righteousness. His sacrifice um, now means that we are held blameless for all those sins that we committed, 
all those sins that Adam committed and all the people before Moses, the many trespasses. This means eternal life for us, not because of who we are, because we don't deserve it, but because of what Jesus did. This only happens through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5, 1 and 2 lay it out perfectly. We have peace with God because of Jesus, not the other way around. Verses uh, Romans 5, 1, Therefore we have been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, with whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We had a problem. God has provided a solution for us. And this is not something we could have solved on our own. We needed someone to solve this for us. We needed Jesus. He solved it with his obedience on the cross. And his abundance of grace leads to our righteousness. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you that you created this solution. You create, you've brought this gift to us. And uh, this Lenten season, we are thankful to think about those things and to be grateful for what you've done and the way that you've shown your love to us, even while we were sinners. Be with us as we go from here. Help us to live in that uh, redemption. And uh, thank you for all that you do for us. In your holy name, amen.